Hey, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Hi. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of Inhuman Resources or Red Ink, depending on what country you're listening or watching the movie in. You have been warned. That was weak as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been way better, but I think if you said anything about the movie through the tagline, I think it would just kind of ruin things. I guess. Because this movie was pretty wild. Hit that music. Garbage ghouls in honor, yes. Take a seat and take a rest. From behind the curtain, a disconcerting nod. It's time to listen to the Spooky Movie Squad. <laughs> Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 261 of this awesome podcast. And it is the final chapter. Just like that one Friday 13th movie. But they made six more afterward. Of Guido's choice. Didn't uh, Final Destination also have a final chapter? Yeah. The, the fifth one? The Final Destination. Yeah. The and Final Destination. They're working on another one. So yeah, hopefully it's lying. good. <laughs> but no, this is the fourth and last installment of Guido's choice for this year. And our buddy Guido, he has sent us a foreign film. Not the first hor- foreign film, right? not this year i think but not, yeah i think not once. of all time didn't he do low that was one yeah, of his choices but that? i think that was american i don't think so <laughs> low was spelled l-o the, I, I don't think yeah, that was it was a demon's name i don't know as fucking weird as what it was i don't i do not <laughs> think that was a normal movie yes so tonight's movie is a, an australian film uh, but everybody does a American accent. But uh, there were a few people that actually it kind of bled through and they couldn't help it. And they cracked out their accents. Well, the, the main guy throughout the movie doesn't sound Australian or American to me, actually. He sounds British. Yeah, sounded English. So maybe, but I mean, I guess if you're in another country, it can just happen. You just pick up a British person. <laughs> Katie's shaking her head. So I hate this shit. So just like back in the day when I used to review these movies, I would sit in our living room and I would turn the TV on and put the movie on, but I'd have it on mute. And that was a visual representation of how far I am into the review, so I didn't want to go longer than the movie. But we have done that multiple times now. And plus, I can just look at it and then if something popped up, be like, oh yeah, that happened. So uh, five minutes in, some boobies pop out in cages. I don't. Shook her here's head. the thing. I don't have a problem with boobies. I really don't. I have them. They're great. But yeah, they're great. why does every woman in a horror movies have the largest areolas possible? I need to know. <laughs> like, we... what about what is it about horror films? <laughs> That all the casting directors are like, yo, you're going to have to take off your shirt. And everyone's like, cool. It's a horror film. I We expect that. Like, you're probably going to be having sex or something and get caught and then get murdered by some slasher in the back of a car because you were 
fucking or whatever. That's that's par for the course in horror films. But like lately, every single woman in a horror film has nipples the size of cups. Yeah, and that was very much an old school thing. I guess areolas were just bigger back in back in the day. No, <laughs> it's just it's it's literally they come in all shapes and sizes just like people come in all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. but for some reason horror movies only cast the ones the women with giant areolas it's very odd to me mm-hmm. that's the ones I, they like i guess it's i don't know it's weird <laughs> well Susie, uh yeah i think i think you got the job because just one thing can we can we see one of your nipples bro real quick <laughs> oh sorry it's too small oh, you can't be in oh. this movie <laughs> Why didn't you tell us this before? Sorry, you have small nipples. You need to go not be in a horror movie. Wasted our goddamn time. Just <laughs> <laughs> just throw down there. Clipboard. All these checks on it. And then areolas. Yeah, the last one. exactly. Your titties don't look like a cookie's just on your tit. Sorry. <laughs> chips away. Chips away just fell on her chest. <laughs> and she never took it off. <laughs> That's what some of these girls look like. And... Boobies are great. Okay, everybody's boobies are great. But yeah. what is that? Casting directors? Tell me, please. Chips ahoy. Titties. If you're a casting director for <laughs> horror movies, please tell me why every woman in every horror movie that I've watched in the last I don't know, 3 months has had the biggest nipples possible. Yeah, I I don't get it. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like I'm crazy town. <laughs> So for the uninitiated in human resources or red ink, red ink, it's that's the way you can find it on YouTube to watch it. We watched this on Freevee, Tubi? yeah, one Freebie. of the one of the E's, Freevee on Amazon Prime. Yes, with commercials that suck. Yeah, but yeah, they were long as hell. So yeah. like I said, <laughs> <laughs> they were long as hell. <laughs> Sometimes it was like, oh yeah, here's your like sixty second commercial, and other times it was like. Here's eight minutes of commercial. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty depressing. That's okay. We got to watch the Jack in the Box commercial in Spanish like eight times. That's yeah, fine. we get a lot of Spanish commercials. I don't know why. But it is a story of a young woman uh, with some very... She's kind of a online stripper kind of situation. And just her adventures after getting kidnapped by a serial killer. Well... Yes, yes, a serial killer named the Headhunter. And then it's her adventures in legal work because the killer is trying to find a way to clear his name. This movie gets real twisty. It's like Saw, but a whodunit. Yeah. A pretty, so, Saw 2. A, a pretty cool idea. I, I don't see, usually don't see a lot of films where the killer is like, I didn't do it. <laughs> and then they go out of their way to really try to solve it usually it's like i didn't do it like in the first nightmare on elm street when oh what was her name linda the first girl that got cut up on the roof on the ceiling and then she fell and then todd got accused of it and the whole time he went to jail yeah he was shirtless in the bushes grabbing nancy he's like i didn't do it he's like why are you covered in blood (laughs) but that 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 subplot didn't happen for long because (laughs) freddie choked him out with his bed sheet sure did you know that's what a predator does that has dream powers makes you kill yourself with a bed sheet but anyway it's pretty twisty i really like 
the story with this. And a bonus, our boy Tom Savini, old sex machine. So we, we have a special place in our hearts for him because he makes some of the coolest just practical effects when it comes to something gross, something getting poked out, something getting stabbed. Tom Savini's the man. And he pops up for a couple of seconds in the movie. And I was like, hey, look at Sex Machine. So it's always fun to see him pop up in movies. So I'm going to ask you in a little bit, Katie, how you felt about this movie. But let's see what Guido thought. So he says, just recently came across this one. And we'll have to add it to the collection. Ditto, bud. Simple but fresh idea on the survival mind game genre from unknown writers and director. Absolutely. these This is like a lot of people's first thing. I think the actress that played Annabelle thinks it was like her first thing or something like that. It's when crazy. he says Annabelle, he means the main character of this movie, not Annabelle as in Annabelle. The doll. The she's doll. Just, she's sitting in she's one not of the, the voice of the doll. <laughs> she's the main character of the movie. Annabelle the doll is just typing on the computer. Oh my God. That's a movie I want to see. Her and Little Jigsaw. Oh, that'd be so cute. And Chucky. And the, they're <laughs> just inhuman resources, but redone with the murder dolls. That's cute as hell. I would watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch the shit out of that. Not sure how they were able to tap Tom Savini to be in this movie or help. Right after we finished it, the wife told me to give Otis a heads up to check this one out. Thanks, bud. This one was pretty dang good. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. So... Katie, what did you think about Human Resources? I really, really like this film. I love movies that keep you guessing. Um, I mean, I like movies that have zero guessing as well. Like, you know, a Michael movie. There's no guessing there. It's always fucking Michael. He's always the one. He's always going to be there. He's always going to be slashing some shit up. Uh, But this movie was very twisty and interesting because you're... They're trying to figure it out. Like these regular people who are not detectives are trying to solve a crime that they, you know, they are doing their best and they're trying to stay alive. It's very, they're in a saw situation and they're trying to keep their heads on straight and some of them can do it and some of them can't. And it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Ditto. Katie beat me to it. This was, it felt like some other films that I've seen. But the whole, the killer is like, I didn't do it. And you guys are going to figure it out. But if you don't work fast enough, I'm going to kill you. So he is a killer, but just not the killer, the correct killer. It's kind of crazy. But like I said, this one was fun. I didn't expect much from it. Just from the beginning, it it looks like a cheap film which is i mean that means nothing i'll watch thanksgiving it's a fucking puppet turkey killing people so you know not a lot of money came through the, the pipes with that one but it just, i just felt that this wasn't going to be much but then i got surprised i like being surprised it was fun and the main actress she reminds me of somebody else and katie said the same thing but she hasn't been in anything else so it makes me mad so she's and Australian or English version of somebody we like. She or reminds we've me. There's a, there's a couple of actresses that she reminds me of. She kind of reminds me of the little sister from Wish Upon a Star. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She kind of reminds me of the girl from the Hatchet films. Thank you. She does uh, look like Mary Beth. Yeah, and there's another movie. 
Oh, she kind of reminds me of the girl who plays, fuck, Pensatucky in Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. But not in Orange is the New Black. I think her name is Taryn. Oh, I can't remember her last name. Taryn something. She's in A League of Their Own, and her character in the A League of Their Own show is kind of similar to Annabelle. Oh, okay. That's sweet. Yeah, she reminds me of a lot of things. But honestly, Mary Beth, that's a really good one. Because, yeah, they have the same kind of look and their actions and their attitude. Yeah. Pretty much the same. I mean, Mary yeah. Beth was killing a weird ghost monster thing. A horror <laughs> heroine. Yes. So it's it's pretty fun. So we'll get through this story. It's pretty simple. And there were, there are a lot of montage flash forwards. Especially when they get into the nitty gritty of the story where it's like, oh, if, if you do something wrong, you get a slice on your head, you get five, you die. And some people go from one slice to four in like a matter of minutes. And they're like, ah, we, we got to get through this stuff. So Yeah, they do a working montage. Yeah, which was cool and not cool. But I understood that was an important part of the story. It was just we would just see her fail. Or work out a plan, but nothing would come of it. So, you know. So this movie starts with some flashing images of a man. And we see a man. His name is Thomas Redman. So just like the movie, it's sometimes called Red Ink. It's his name. So he's being arrested upon suspicion of being the headhunter. And that is a super serial killer. And he chopped tons of people's heads off and thomas redman was seen on an elevator holding an axe covered in blood and a woman's head was on the floor of the elevator and to our main character her name is annabelle when the elevator opens she sees thomas smiling a crazy crazy smile on his face holding the axe and so we get a cool flash forward news wise saying that the police caught Thomas and the headhunter has been caught and he's not instantly dying for this. He's going into the crazy house because they're going to try to figure out how he ticks and why he does the things he does. Oh, shit. There was an attempted breakout. And oh, the crazy house caught on fire. And well, it looks like the headhunter is dead because we have his arm. His arm got detached at some point or cut. But they no, had. It was all they could find. It wasn't that it got cut. It was that. That's all they could find. They said like his body was so fucked up that all they could take into evidence was his arm. Like all that was left was like that part mm, of his arm, all burnt and stuff. All yeah, burnt and jacked. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we meet up with Annabelle, and she's trying to get a job, and she's sending out applications everywhere. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, I don't I don't think you have what we're looking for, but we'll keep your your papers in our system. She's like, OK, whatever. And she goes back to her job that she does do. And she dances for a pornographic website and she dresses up. What is the, the schoolgirl outfit? Yeah, it's basically a schoolgirl situation. She's like talking to a dude and he kind of mentions what he likes it's like only fans really yeah this and is he gets bought <laughs> by, she, or she gets bought by someone and they chose schoolgirl 
Yeah, this is like a pre-only fans, I guess. So she's doing some sexy dancing and the voice on the the computer, you know, the voice chat is like, hey, you know, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? You know, like, you know, saying all these things. And she's like, man, I'm just trying to dance. Like, please, you know, I'm already kind of in trouble. I'm not making the numbers they need. And he keeps saying this weird stuff. And she hangs up. She's like, fuck this. And hangs up the phone. And then all the normal steps of a scary movie happens. She goes to get some, get a drink from her fridge. And the fridge blocks the view. And then everyone's like, oh, when she closes this door, the crazy person's going to jump out and grab her. No, it doesn't. And I was like, hey, I like that. I like, I like when movies don't do it. Don't do the thing that you're waiting on. The missteps. Yes. The false sense of security. Yeah, but then, oh, very soon afterward, she is looking back at her computer because she's got to go back to work, you know. She got to show her boobies to some other guy and get some money. And behind her, she gets snatched up by somebody and they put a rag on her face and tell her, does this smell like chloroform? And she says, yes, as she (laughs) slumps into their arms. (laughs) So she wakes up in a room chained to a chair with a computer in front of her and it's a room it's six chairs six six desks six computers and six people and she finds out a little bit later that these people are all employed by thomas redmond he pops out his hair looks all types of fake but you know you know i'm not supposed to see this now but i saw his head i'm like that hair don't look right and sooner or later, it does not look right. <laughs> but all of these people, they're actually involved with the case. So we have William. He was an eyewitness just like Annabelle. When the elevator opened, William was actually behind Annabelle. And he's like, oh, shit. And he sees the dead body. Edward, he's the policeman that actually caught Thomas off the elevator. Sheena, she helped the cops find thomas some fucking how she is a psychic and it's funny that they bring up a whole psychic helping helping cops because in real life that actually fucking happens in a lot of cases like psychics help them find the killer in the black phone the little girl was a psychic and helped them find the killer and find her brother which i thought was absolutely silly but that really does happen (laughs) so like i was saying in this situation that Thomas has forced them in, they're chained to their desk and they have to work by copying files from the case. And what happens is if they make a mistake in their filing or they don't move fast enough or they actually anything that slights Thomas in any way, they get a slice on their forehead because Thomas, his left arm is fake. And he has a giant blade where his hand would be. And he detaches his fake hand and he has a knife hand. So It's he, like a hook, but so much worse. Yes. And so what he likes to do is grab your head in like a crazy headlock. And then a snapping sound happens every time he grabs someone's head. The first time he did this, <laughs> I literally thought he was breaking the dude's neck. That's what I thought. I was like, like dang, this dude's hardcore. Like, I was like, oh my God, he just snapped that dude's neck. <laughs> He's so strong. I was like, holy shit. This, yeah, I was like, this dude's badass, man. <laughs> he just, 
But no, that's just the sound that they they did. But he gives people marks on their head. So when they get there, there was actually someone from the business already there. And a couple of the people actually identify the guy. And they're like, he's been he's been missing for like months. And he's been working filing stuff for thomas and his head he's got four slashes on the top of his head and it's really cool i'm watching it now there was a cool little nod to how long he's been working here his fingers were bloody on the ends so he's been typing his ass off i assume like work eight hours every day and his fingers are fucked up Uh, i don't type eight hours a day under duress and you know but i assumed that it would fucking hurt after a while to keep typing so but he gets an idea that i'm gonna stab this crazy dude in the leg with this pencil and boy howdy it's really fucking scary because he stabs thomas in his leg with with the pencil and thomas does not flinch does not move he just takes the knife or he takes the pencil stab takes the pencil out stabs the man in his hand with the pencil and he starts screaming. He's like, wow, this really hurts. And Thomas is like, well, I'm a badass. So. And then he proceeds to mark his head with the fifth mark. And then cuts his head off. He takes the head and puts it into a filing cabinet. And leaves the, the headless corpse in the seat. This headless corpse stays in this scene or the subsequent scenes for a very long time. Until he takes it away. He actually walks by with air freshener and sprays a couple times around the body. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's been there for a while. So at this point of the movie, it kind of moves forward. There's a lot of non-consequential things happens. So Annabelle, she sees that there is a air vent in the women's restroom because they get, what, three restroom breaks a day. Mm-hmm. They get two just normal breaks and then they get food and the food looked terrible like prison food which makes sense because he was in prison yeah you're right about that and that's their life and they work every day typing files doing stuff and then bedtime and bedtime is they stay in their wheelchairs chained up and you just fall asleep i have fallen asleep sitting up it is not a good type of sleep it's it sucks and I would actually put my head down onto the desk. I don't know why none of these people. I think someone. One of them did. Okay, two of them. Two of them put their heads down. But two of them would just like lean back, neck just crick to the side. I'm like, wow, you don't give a fuck about your spine. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be head head down, smelling blood and a dead body and sad about my life. <laughs> so after Annabelle is investigating the vent in the restroom and Thomas tells her five minutes And she takes too long, and she's like, I think I got a way out in her head. But Thomas is like, yeah, cool, 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 slice on your head. You took too long in the restroom. I told you five minutes. You took too long. One mark, one demerit, you know. So she gets back to her seat, and it seems like her and William, the other young guy, the other eyewitness, they seem to have some type of relationship, friendship situation happening and William seems to care about her because, I mean, everybody else is older and douchey. So Let's flirt from across the table. Yeah, with a corpse right next to me. <laughs> so this whole time, 
Et William has had a splinter in his finger. And boy, howdy, that splinter gets taken out later, along with his fingernail. And I was like, man, that's Tom Savini right there. <laughs> it looked great. I, oh man, I love it. So we find out as Thomas brings everyone in to question them that he's actually trying to prove that he didn't kill any of the people because, and he interviews everybody again, that Annabelle saw when the elevator opened that Thomas was smiling maniacally. But when William saw the elevator open, Thomas's face was a state of panic and confusion. So he, Thomas is like, somebody framed me for this. You guys are going to figure this out or you'll die. And I'll find someone else connected to this and work them to the bone. And it seems like he has caught many a person and his case is, I guess it's getting stronger person by person. It seems like he has gathered some info and then he brings that info up to the group and they're confused. Like, well, that was a weird question to ask me. And then we get little flashbacks to that day. So it seems like he is gathering a pretty solid case for himself to be that he actually is innocent with this. And at this point in the movie, I was like, am I supposed to root for Thomas or is he just crazy as fuck? And like I said, that big question mark, made me smile and frown at the same time because I was mad that I'm trying to root for this guy. And so around this time, other people start screwing around with Redmond. And I don't understand why they mess with... I'm going to switch his name. It's, it's Thomas Redmond, but I'm going to call him Redmond or Thomas, depending on how I feel. But they keep messing with Thomas for weird reasons. So the medium yells at him because Thomas actually yells at her and says like, well, how do you not know who the killer is? And she's like, I don't know. And he's yelling at her. He's like, I thought you're supposed to have powers and shit. And she gets loud it with him. And then he gives her a mark. So you can't even like yell at him. Can't get loud. Someone knocked over some water. Well, he said he makes her admit that he could, she could never actually see anything. Yeah. That her whole profession is fake. Psych being psychic is fake or that her being psychic is fake and because she lied about it in court scratch on the head yeah so as annabelle is going through some audio interviews for the case she puts a couple of notes down something about difficulty breathing and wheezing and she circles in puts a question mark like that might be important you know so like i said at this point we get a cool time jump and everyone gets cuts for different things that they do. And like I said, it starts catching up. We see Annabelle. Every time she gets a mark on her head is because she's in the restroom messing with this vent. And she's trying to work out how she's going to escape. And she's running out of time because every time she goes to the restroom, she stays too long and gets a mark on her head, which is really stupid. You know, time management, man. But she didn't want to stay. So the medium, Sheena is her name. She gets her eyes ripped out and she gets smothered with a bag because sooner or later, every, she gets all five. Yeah. Everybody gets loud and she gets her fifth mark. And like, a, I get it. It's pressure and being scared. I don't know. I'd be real quiet when the guy came into the room because if I got four marks on my head, I'm like, if I do anything wrong, he's going to fucking kill me. But I guess, I don't know. They don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> 
I don't think I had to get like a single mark. I would be so scared and like nervous to fuck up. The second I saw that first dude get his mark and then his head cut off, nah. I just diligently typing away, quiet as a cucumber. Yeah, you probably heard about that. Quiet. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear your shit. Like yeah. we could discuss the case, I guess, if it'll help us get an actual answer. But yeah, well, like we other good, than Chief. That, I'm not fucking around. We are good. My five, my five minutes to go to the bathroom. Okay, I could do it. My stomach will hurt, but it'll be fine. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like I said earlier, there are tons of discrepancies in everyone's story, and we find out that Edward, the cop, he's a dirty cop. <laughs> go fucking figure. And he was hiding evidence. So he finally tells them because they're like, hey, who's this witness that wasn't put into the books? But his name is right here on a page that you signed. So you know this this witness. And he's like, I don't know the witness. He's like, bro, your name's right here. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. I was talking to Sex Machine and we did an interview. And he tells them that the second mur- murder couldn't have been Thomas. And he says that we have him pinned for 80% of all of these crimes. He didn't have a good alibi for 80% of these murders. But one of them was weird. And actually, he had an alibi. So he just swept that evidence under the rug. Because 80% gets you a conviction. Yeah. And holy moly, I was like, dang. So it's a cop that really thought... I guess this is this is his his problem. He really thought he had the killer, but then in his head he's like, "Shit, he's gonna get away off of some discrepancy, you know." So fuck this noise. I'm gonna hide this evidence so this son of a bitch goes away. I guess that's what his mindset was. Well, and he was being pressured, so he couldn't come yeah. out. Like once he had captured the killer. And being, he was being praised as a hero for capturing the killer. So when it came time for court and they had this guy who could clearly dispute the claim that he was the killer, at least for one of the murders, there was just too much pressure about the cop being the hero. Yeah. And remaining a hero, retaining his, like, his status, I guess, yeah. as a hero. So he just was like, nah. We don't need sex machines evidence. It's fine. Yeah. Let's just put this right over here. (laughs) So Thomas is just like listening to this. And I guess they forget where the fuck they are. And you see Thomas in the background just kind of oozing forward. And he's like, oh, do you have something to tell me? And he fucking says like, ah, shit. And then Thomas wheels him out of the room and takes him to another room. And actually chloroforms him before he takes him into the room, gives him a sniff of the rag, and then proceeds to chop off one of his legs before he wakes up. And he's like, where am I? It's impossible. Yeah. Chloroform is strong, but it ain't that strong. Yeah, I don't know what he hit him with, because he was like, oh, is this blood? Is this my blood? He's like, yeah, homie. He's literally laying in a fucking pool of it, because he cut off his leg. (laughs) Fucking full-ass, like giant artery in your leg <laughs> yeah it was pretty wild and then he cuts off the other one while he's awake and i guess he can feel this one yeah i know back in the day when there were like surgery you had to do they'd knock you out 
and I guess you could get stuff done when someone's knocked out or they would black out from the pain and you could just take care of things. So mm-hmm. I guess that is feasible that he wouldn't wake up. No. From hey, I I've read things about it, especially like in the war, you know, when those tiny little pellet bullets hit you and shatter a bone, they're like, Well, I'm sleepy. And then Well yeah, but they're but they're in shock. They're they're asleep. Their body is in a state of shock. They fall asleep from the shock. He fell asleep from chloroform and would have woken up from the shock, but didn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was fucking weird, man. So at this point of the movie, Annabelle, she decides that it's do or die because she has four marks on her head. So she can't fuck around in the restroom any longer. So she and the whole group finds out that he's drugging them so i guess with their dinner every night they're getting all types of just drugged up and so they don't wake up in the middle of the night trying to figure out a way to get out or do anything special makes a lot of sense keep people drugged up just like misery keep people drugged up they won't fuck around so she it's a funny it was a funny scene she she tells everybody hey stay awake so we can figure out something and then the next scene they're all knocked out drooling so she wakes up and she sees that Thomas is actually shaving everybody, well, their beards and stuff, their facial hair, the men. And she tells Thomas, hey, I got to go to the restroom. And he's like, uh, wait, wait till the morning. She's like, no, I got to go really bad right now. He's like, mm, okay, whatever. Takes her to the restroom and tells her, you got five minutes. And she's like, well, you won't see me after this, you dickhead. And unscrews the vent. And goes through. And so we get a cool little diehard scene. And she's off off to the races. And she ends up in a, a room. And it's got a lot of dead bodies in it. And actually one body that's still alive. And it was the judge for the case, I believe. Yeah, it was the judge for the case. And he's got all of these little five marks all over his body. So Thomas didn't kill him. And he's just been slowly crossing five marks all over his body just to punish him and he comes into the room because he's looking for her at this point because he looks in the restroom and she's gone and he runs into the room and i don't know why he ran in the room the way he did but he stabs the judge in the chest and he's like no you weren't supposed to die i was gonna torture your ass forever and the judge dies so goddamn quick and he's like hm, bye <laughs> i was like yeah, good for him he got out <laughs> So at this point, Annabelle fights off Thomas with a leg. She finds someone's leg and pops him in the face twice with it. I wonder whose leg this was. Yeah. Oh, probably Edward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, she whips the shit out of him with that leg. This is a, my favorite part of this yeah. whole movie. She just like goes to town with this severed leg and whips his ass. And then she pulls a Mark McGuire and just blows his shit up. And he yep. goes down. And I love that there was a tiny little scene, a tiny little thing that she did, but she actually grabbed for the bone saw and tried to reach over and kill him. She was going to kill this man, but the cord was too short. And she pulls a couple of times and she says, fuck it. And then she grabs his keys and runs off. Not enough heroes or heroines or final girls, they don't do that. They'll knock down the killer. The killer that has eaten three of their friends and is like, I'm going to eat you too. And she'll, they'll knock him out with a bat. And the killer goes down. She's like, eh. 
I'm like, no, keep swinging with the bat and mush his head in so he doesn't get back up. But they'll hit him and be like, he's back there. He might be dead. And he's like, comes out of the bushes. And they're like, ah. Yeah, my constant complaint in horror movies is the lack of double taps. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really cool. She actually tried her best to double tap, but the cord was too short. She could have just fucking curb stomped him. Or she could have. She, she just drags him closer. There we go. Stepped <laughs> on his head. Yeah. He was knocked out. Yeah. So she grabs his keys and tries to escape. So she unlocks William and the other guy. Uh, he's not really that important. He has two dogs named what probable and cause. Yeah, he's one of the lawyers. Yeah. Uh, he was actually in a prosecution trying to get Thomas off, but that did not happen. Or he was a defense attorney. Uh, He was the defense attorney, yeah. but the prosecution's... um evidence was too strong yeah so he was trying to get thomas off but he's like you didn't do your job good enough he's like probably (laughs) so those three they run into an office and they're like how are we gonna fight this guy he's got a knife hand they open up a little cabinet and they grab stationary items and so william grabs what was it like a fucking scissors and the other guy grabs some pencils no, he had like a staple gun. Okay, I thought William grabbed the scissors <coughs> and the staple gun. Oh, maybe that's what it is. But they all had decent, like okay office supplies. Yeah. It wasn't just pencils. Yeah, and then Annabelle grabs the, like the... The lever yeah, from, of a paper cutter. Yes, just like in The Faculty when Josh Hartnett grabbed it and cut off Jon Stewart's arm. That was a weird sentence that actually happened in that movie. <laughs> John Stewart? Yeah. The, the T-1000? No. You're right. You're the coach. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My brain was like... <laughs> Robert Patrick, that'd be legit. <laughs> my brain was Robert... Uh, my, and immediately, I was like, but it just grow back. It was made out of liquid metal. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, That's the wrong movie. Actually, I don't think the coach ever got hit at all in that I don't movie. think he did. He was just fucking wild in he his just, hell. He just had his short shorts on because he's a coach. He did. He did. <laughs> so Annabelle, as they're doing a lot of fighting, the defense attorney tries to hold off Thomas as they're trying to open up the elevator to get out. And he does nothing because absolute trash. He's like, I'll hold him off, guys. And he <laughs> walks up to Thomas and Thomas just proceeds to stab him in the stomach instantly. I was like, wow, you really suck, man. Yeah. He like tried to stab him with. I don't know, whatever he had in his hand, scissors or something not good enough to take out a man with a knife arm. You know what I mean? That's like a Bond villain. Got a knife arm. So as they're on the elevator, William starts wheezing the same wheeze that she heard in the recordings. Because they've been running. Yeah. And the same wheeze that many witnesses said they heard the day of the murder. And she pieces two and two together because Annabelle's a smart, smart gal. And she realizes that William is actually the killer. And the second she's like, I think she says like the wheezing. Doesn't even say you're the killer. Just says like, oh, the breathing. And William's like, man, I thought this would get further before this happened. Man, I really liked you. Fuck. And then stabs her in the neck with a box cutter. Just boop. And 
And so then he proceeds to spill all the beans because she's in an elevator with a crazy killer. And he's like, you're not getting away from me. So he tells her like, yeah, man, that was me. And I had this whole sweet ass plan and I was going to kill that CEO. And he did kill her. I'm a Dexter is basically what yeah. he told her. I'm, I kill, I kill the bad guys. Corporate America is ruining everything or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that, that's his game plan. And so he had this plan. He was on the level with the lady, runs down a level because if you're fast enough, you can catch up to an elevator, presses the button on another floor where no one was there, I guess. And the second it opens, she's like, why did it stop on this floor? X to the face. Kills her. And he can just be like, cool. I can just dump the axe here or run off into the stairs and go get away. Unfortunately, Thomas Redman was in the elevator. He saw this go down. William has a balaclava on. He did not have a baklava on him. That'd be funny. But he hands the axe to Thomas. And I don't, I wouldn't have grabbed it from the guy. I'd have been scared. Like, don't kill me. Well, he's in so much shock. Yeah, like, if if someone hands you something, like, in shock like that, you can't. Plus, you just saw him murder a girl. Like, you're not going to say <laughs> no to the dude holding an axe. Like, you're just going to do what he says, right? Because this right. dude's Hold fucking this. nuts. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, yes, I, I will hold your bloody axe. Thank yes. And so William, please, sir, can I have another? Right. So William passes the axe off to Thomas, and then when the elevator makes it to that bottom floor, that's what everyone sees. Oh no, Thomas is the killer. He's holding the axe, though his face really was very Covered confused and scared. But I understand why Annabelle would see him as like <laughs> because it's a dude covered in blood holding an axe. There's a dead body. Why wouldn't his face be smiling? I get it. But that's kind of the problem with trials. <laughs> From the beginning of the days of trials to now, people's memories change and morph based on stress. And it's it's no fault of their own because Annabelle is a pretty truthful and nice person. She's a good person in this movie. And she saw a bad person when that elevator opened wasn't a bad person at that point she just her brain just forced him to be the bad guy so yeah unfortunately she saw a bad person so while william is monologuing on the elevator because you know he's about to kill this bitch thomas stabs up the defense attorney and throws him into the elevator shaft and fortunately for annabelle that dead body lands on william and knocks him the fuck out and so annabelle skedaddles off and i thought that was awesome that the fact that that dude stayed actually saved her life at that mm -hmm. point oh we forgot to say that they called the cops yes like they as soon as the three of them were free they ran like into an office called the cops and then started running away looking yeah. for the elevator it was smart and the guy actually says like get your ass here i'm leaving the phone off the hook so you can trace this and i thought that was really smart that was really smart. So, Thanks, defense attorney. So this whole movie, Red was in the right at that point. Kind of. Sure, he did grab tons of people and torture them to find and the answer. Kill them. He became a murderer. Yes. But for the original murder. He was not guilty. Yeah, he was not guilty. He actually was right. And maybe he was killing bad people because it seems like all the people that he's gathered 
aren't the best of people, but the medium, she wasn't terrible. She just was faking that she knew things. Which, and, when you bad. when you fake shit, innocent people go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. But Annabelle, she just stripping on computer. Yeah. Not really doing anything bad. I guess you could say that the bad thing was she misinterpreted interpreted what she saw when the elevator door yeah. opened. Which I guess in his eyes, that is bad because yeah. he's fucked up because of it. Yeah. I feel bad for it. But um, I, lo- I love my notes for this. So Red, he was framed for the murder. That's some bitch William. He actually got him trapped up and it was the perfect crime, you know. So my next note says Annabelle pipes William up and escapes. Uh, William. Oh, that's. Before. Yeah. So William, he wakes up from the, you know, person falling on him, and then he does some more monologuing, and he's like, I'm going to kill you, and all this stuff. And so Annabelle grabs his pipe, and she's doing this, like, hide-and-seek little dance, and pipes the shit out of William, and scuttles off. And we get a flash forward. She actually got away. And so while the cops are coming in... She's stumbling out to the cops, and they tell her to put her goddamn hands up. She's she can only put in. one up because she's holding a fucking giant hole in her neck. Yeah. Shut. And the cops actually take her to safety. Hooray. So we get a little bit further in time, and she actually writes a book. Like a year has gone by. Yeah. And she writes a book called Nothing Personal, and it's her story being trapped by Thomas Redman, the crazy killer, and William, the really creepy killer guy next to the actual killer yeah (laughs) and it's really cool one of her friends is telling her hey you need to get ready for your book her publisher yeah get ready for your book premiere i'm gonna come pick you up and we'll go there together yeah because you haven't left your apartment in like a year yeah it's gonna be great and it's funny as she's walking around the room she has hidden knives everywhere because she's like i'm not getting caught like i did before it's very uh jamie lee curtis Halloween 2018. Uh, Like, her home is set to blow. Or, like, scream, like, two and three and four, like, further on. Yeah, prepped for any person who might jump out from the darkness. Yeah, Sydney had pistolas everywhere in her house. She's like, I wish a ghost face would pop up at my house. They do not. They always catch her when she's not at her house because she has all the guns at her house. So... As her friend pops up to pick her up, she opens the door, and then the friend is like, lock the door, don't open the door. And William is right behind him and stabs him all types to hell. And now, we got another fight going on, and she grabs one of her hidden knives, and William is beating the shit out of her. And immediately overpowers her. And William tells her, I thought we were good. He's like, I was fucked up. You were fucked up. We we disappeared from each other's lives. And he actually says, I wasn't going to kill you because you were quiet and I was quiet. We were going to go our separate ways. But then you decided to write a goddamn book about the whole situation. Now I have to kill you. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like the killer was like, I'm good. You over there? You hit me with a pipe. We're even, you know. <laughs> but he's like, I got to kill you. And he reads some of the lines from it. And it's like. William is narcissistic, insane, and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, you, I got to stab you. <laughs> so Annabeth, Annabeth, damn, I'm thinking about Percy Jackson. 
Annabelle runs into the restroom while he's doing all this talking. And she's hiding in there. And William finally breaks the door open. She grabs her secret screwdriver yeah, from she her has shower. So many, so many stabby things everywhere. And stabs him in the eye. And he was like, oh my god, this really hurts. <laughs> and so now he is down to one eye. Annabelle gets outside in the rain. And she's running. And a shadowy figure is standing in front of her. And so she kind of slips and falls. Well, she stops what she's doing and kind of makes a decision. Ladies, I know you've been there. There's somebody behind you who you aren't quite sure is legit. And someone in front of you who doesn't quite look legit. What do you choose? <laughs> Annabelle chose forward. And forward was Thomas Redman. That some bitch is still alive. I mean, at the end when the cops were coming in, he kind of calmly walked out and just took a secret passage out. So mm-hmm. he was fine. And so Thomas protects her and kills William, stabs him up and cuts his head off. And then he looks at Annabelle and thanks her for finding the killer. He's like, thank you. I've been trying to figure it out. See ya. And he leaves and he's like, I got to go talk to that doctor real quick. The same doctor at the crazy house that performed experiments on him and basically lobotomized him into being wild. Yeah. He's like, well, I got one more person to fuck up. And he goes off into the night. And then my work here is done. Right. And so I have returned to my planet. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I must go now. My planet needs me. So Annabelle grabs William's head and makes it to her book premiere. Mm -hmm. And she walks in and she's like, plops the head up on the desk and says like, this is William, the real headhunter killer. Any questions? And takes a big old swig of a beer. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. I thought it was really cool. So uh, Katie, who was your favorite character? In Inhuman Resources or Red Ink. Uh, my favorite character was Mr. Redman, Thomas Redman. He played such a fantastic creep. Yeah. Like as a boss, as a, you know, he plays like the CEO essentially of this office is what he's trying to do. And he does such a good job. His face is perfect for the like maniacal smile slash look of just confusion that the people remember seeing in the elevator that the different eyewitnesses remember seeing and it's so he did just did a fucking great job as this creepy killer boss guy who also fully believed he was not a killer even though he was killing folks, because he wasn't the specific killer. Yeah. And he had this whole theory, like the we're kind of we're currently watching the movie again on silent. And the part we're at right now, he has this whole theory that he's telling his lawyer, like, I couldn't have done it. That fucking elevator at that workplace was a specially built, a special build and it was too short for any person to swing in to swing an axe that hard that it would cleave off any body parts like you need a certain amount of force 
and things like the dude knows what the fuck he's talking about and he's so passionate about clearing his name even though now his name is sullied with killing fucking <laughs> four uh, five other people no six seven a lot of fucking other people so yeah it's just it's wild <laughs> but it's so good he did so good what so, about you so honorable mention to annabelle uh at the beginning she was very down on her luck like i'm just showing my boobies to weird dudes on the internet to get money and stuff and she's like man this sucks and then she got kidnapped and she's like damn this really sucks and then little by little she got more and more resourceful more and more ready to fight and i really like that i like that in you know my final girl boy whatever whoever survived in the movie i need need you to have some character development and stuff but that's an honorable mention because my favorite character was thomas redmond that boy had so much to him and just like katie katie said everything honestly. i thought we were gonna be different i assumed you were gonna go with annabelle so <laughs> i yeah. tried to go different yeah and i chose the bad guy and then you also chose the bad guy it just it, it shows you how good he was yeah his character was so special man it's like i didn't do it and they're like okay crazy guy and then you're like son of a bitch he really didn't do it i mean he did kill these people he killed a lot of people but to find the truth it was a really cool character. Like I said, I haven't seen a lot of characters like that. Usually when they say, like, I didn't do it, it was one-armed man. Actually, that was a fugitive. He actually didn't do it. But but also, he's a one-armed man, and he didn't do uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's... I thought it was really cool. So, Katie, who's your least favorite character? Okay, so I have two, and I couldn't decide uh, who I disliked more. Um, so I chose Sheena, the medium... Because bitch just would not shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I understand. Like, if you're out in the real world, freedom of speech, I don't get, say whatever the fuck you want to say, I guess. Uh, just know that there are consequences when you say shit. Like, but Sheena didn't give a fuck about the consequences. She just kept talking and saying the wildest shit. And it got her eyes poked out and then suffocated so yeah she went through it don't fucking antagonize a dude who you've already seen murder people like what come on come on girl and also edward the dirty cop because fuck dirty cops end of statement yeah (laughs) so yeah you beat me to it with the first one edward so this cop, and I get it, and we, we talked about it. It's funny, we, we brought up our problems with characters and a justification behind those problems. Edward's like, this dude did it, but uh, that evidence right there kind of makes it all wiggly. Fuck that noise, I'm hiding it, you know? He did it. He had the axe in his hand, like he had to have done it. I get that, but that's not how justice works, chief. And, well, he got his legs cut off, so, you know. But my for real least favorite character, it was it was William. It was weird. Like having a I'm the real killer. And he wasn't as cool as Redmond. He was there. Well, it was different because he was unassuming, which I think is what made him such a good killer is because he's unassuming. He's like your traditionally attractive dude, like, you know, 30 something. And because of that, you don't expect him to be the crazy wild killer. Like, nobody expects it to be, like, the pretty people. 
that that go crazy. It's always like the deformed guy or the kid who the guy who grew up from a just a horribly traumatic childhood or whatever. Like there's always something super fucked up about these killers, but as far as anyone could tell, at least on the surface, William was just a normal dude. Yeah. Like just a random attractive 30 something year old and went on a murderous rampage where he was like cutting people's heads off so that was kind of a an interesting turn because you don't usually see normal folks being murderers like that yeah so it's it's funny you bring that up and i guess i was expecting william to die at some point because he's like oh i really like you lead character so i'm like oh you're gonna die you're not making it to the end you're gonna sacrifice yourself to save her and it's like, oh, you're the killer. Oh, my God. It's interesting that you don't like it because it changed, because it didn't do what all the other horror yeah, movies do. Yeah, it flipped do. the script. You, I, it's, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the thing that I didn't really like is just their romantic connection. It just didn't feel... And we say this all the time here on this podcast, but struggle breeds love. We see it all the time in these movies. It's like, oh my God, there's skin eating spiders outside. I love you so much because you saved me. It's, it happens all the time in these scary movies. People get, it's a trauma get together. Yeah. So I, I don't get it because usually that happens and I'm fine with it. But for this this movie, I don't understand. Maybe I just didn't like William's face. It was something to it. I just didn't, I guess I didn't trust him. I, I don't know. There's something to it. I just didn't really like it. And it makes sense because this motherfucker was a killer. It was something about him I just didn't dig. And I don't know. Maybe it's my, my killer radar. I just was like, that's something wrong with him. But yeah. But William, he was the killer. And not as cool as Redman, I'll tell you that. He didn't have a knife hand. So, <laughs> so let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one. And it is killer boss finally got his killer revenge so like we said at the beginning man boy howdy thomas is crazy but he was crazy right because he didn't kill the person on the elevator but he did kill a lot of people to figure out that truth but he was telling the truth and he got to kill the killer and he was happy so good for you thomas katie Become a murderer to catch the murderer. Hey. Sure. That makes sense. Let's, <laughs> let's do that, I guess. That's what happens when you get lobotomized by a dude at a psych, in a psych ward. <laughs> and they, then you think it's just okay. Yeah. When they lobotomize you, they let you keep the piece they take out. Hello. <laughs> Who's that big man over there? <laughs> Jesus. And then my last one. Missed opportunity for work sucks. I know. <laughs> they needed some Blink-182 in this. She <laughs> left my legs by the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I kicked the boss. Those aren't real hairs. So I forgot to say earlier when Annabelle like popped him with the leg in the face, that hair, it was an actual wig. And it came off, and he was bald, and his head was, like, stapled. He looked crazy. So, yeah. You only had one? I had two. I said I had two. Oh, you said two. Hey, look at that. Hey, Bella, what's up? My God. 
He stomps so hard to get past people. <laughs> so, this film came out in 2012. Sweet Jesus, man. No one, this movie doesn't want to tell me anything. It's like pulling teeth eh, to figure out anything about it. But it came out in 2012. And I could not find a budget or a box office for it. Interesting. Well, my guess is we're going to be low because this takes place in literally like three spots. May possibly all in the same building if that's what they chose to do. And there was only what, like eight people total, nine people total in the whole cast. Yeah. Um, I mean, they probably paid a lot of money to Tom Savini, but everybody else. I'm not from Australia, so I don't know if any of these people have, you know, insane careers and stuff in Australia. But here, I didn't recognize anyone except Tom Savini. So I don't know. You know, my guess was one dollar do for yeah. the budget and fifty dollars or five hundred dollar dinks for the box office because yeah, I feel like I would have heard. I feel like we would have heard about this movie by now. Yeah, and the if fact, it had done well. Yeah, and the fact Guido just found it. Yeah, because and this was is like, a holy really, this shit. Is a great movie. So there's there's something to that point, but but no, I it, it's tough. The camera, like the camera work and stuff, it looked good because there's a level of this is an independent film that you get from cameras, and there wasn't any of that. Like the it looked, it looks good, and the practical effects, people getting stuff chopped off and eyeballs ripped out, it looked pretty damn good. But that's what you get when you get Tom Savini to be like, yeah, I'll help you out with that. It, it looked pretty sweet. There wasn't that much music to it, and so. That's usually a big sign that a movie is independent and kind of wild is the music doesn't cut at the right times or it doesn't fade out right. And it's just so abrupt. If you watch Thanksgiving, the music cuts off very abruptly in a lot of points because it's an inexperienced person doing the editing and stuff. This movie felt like a legit ass movie. And sure, there were spots that it's like, okay, this is pretty cheap the way it looks, but... It felt like a, a like a legit situation. It, like it looks good. The angles aren't just straight, straight ahead camera shots and stuff. There's shots coming from the ground up, and people are looking at it. It like I said, it looks like a legit ass movie, just a cheap one, you know. But I I'm curious how much it made. I like I said, I didn't hear about this movie, so I don't know. It probably didn't make a lot of money. It didn't make nearly enough. No, not at all. But like I said, I'd like to see more from this world. I mean, Redmond's still alive, you know? I'd like to see the side story of him killing the doctor who messed with his head. Even if it was just a short, like, you know, a little five, ten minute short or whatever of him just, like, catching up to that doctor and torturing him and eventually killing him or whatever, like, that would be great. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Well... So, minority kill count. That's a big old zero. Yes. Yeah, everybody was... Well, that defense attorney, he seemed to have a little bit of brown on him. No. Nah. So, we are at 273 and a Tito Turtle. 
in a house full of vampires. And a guy with a knife hand. <laughs> so, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Inhuman Resources? Find this movie and watch it. It is really good, and you will enjoy it. Especially if you like um, kind of mysterious movies where you're kind of guessing the whole time. Yeah. It's really good. And then show this to everybody that you know, because it's really good. It deserves more praise and to be more well-known than it is right now. Push this to cult classic status because it deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like we always do with the end of a month, we're going to go through the movies and then we'll figure out which ones we liked and... You know, I, we don't ever do the least, but just which ones you like. So with Guido's choice, we got Cigarette Burns, Return to Newcomb High. Oh, I can I can do it without looking. I can do it without looking. Um, fuck. What was it? Society. Society. And then Inhuman Resources. So which movie did you enjoy the most uh, this month, Katie? Ooh. I think I really liked... In human resources, probably the most. It's hard because it's the movie that we just most recently watched. Um, but it's definitely the one that's the most, like, in my things I like to watch, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, my second favorite, is very close to this. So these two are very, very close. And I would say Society. Just because the plot like of society was fucking killer. Like Yeah, that was, I don't know was pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know how that weird eighties movie got that writer to do that or who that writer was, but they knocked it out of the park because that plot was just fantastic. So I enjoyed a lot from all the films and even the crazy ones. Cigarette Burns, I've watched that episode years ago, and I love that one. It's one of my favorites out of the Masters of Horror. Return to Nukemai, that was a mess, but uh, the, the Cretans, man, the, the Glee Club Cretans, that, they they were the best part of that movie. Man. The when they, Gleetons. Gleetons, yeah. When they tossed that lady into the waterfall, you know, that fake-ass body as it flew through the sky, mm, you no. had me. You had me right there. Uh, no <laughs> and then you lost me two minutes later with the duck rape yeah Done. them yelling duck rape i was like done oh no no <laughs> that was my least favorite if you can't tell you could listen to all four episodes and know that was my least favorite of the four yeah i yeah. liked cigarette burns a lot those three actually the the other three movies are were all really good i think i think they all were all pretty close yeah but for me, returning Newcomb High was low. It was low on the totem pole. So if I could pick one out of the four that's just the winner, probably Society. Because it, it's a film, I should have seen it. It should have been in my in the pocket a long time ago. And it's the fact that, it, but there's tons of scary movies. I, I make it sound like I've watched billions of them. I've watched hundreds of scary movies. But there's tons of things it slipped through the cracks on me. Society is older than me. I should have caught this when I was a little kid. And I probably saw some scenes from this at some point. You know, my cousin loves scary movies too. So he probably was watching this crazy ass movie. And I probably saw something. I'm like, that's weird looking. But 
it was just a really cool idea. I really liked it. And Human Resources, movie's fucking great. And just like I said, the fact that Guido just found it was like, Otis needs to see this. Yeah, good job, bro. <laughs> you you pointed out a solid ass movie to me. So thank you, Emily. Yeah, it it makes sense. It's funny. Uh, I was talking to Guido recently, and he's like, "Ooh, Barbarians on HBO." I was like, "Bro, that's a good ass movie." And he's like, "Okay, good." <laughs> so yeah, it, it, there's great things in this world. It makes me happy that you can find a scary movie a couple of years old, and it's like, "Damn, I never saw this before," and you get to watch it. That's fun times. So with that, that is the end of this episode and Guido's Choice. So if you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, having a shitty boss that has a knife hand, tweet us at AllentownPod. We have an email with it. AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Wait, I have a Facebook account. AllentownPresents. So that is episode 261 in the books, in the pocket, out of sight. So... That is the end of Guido's Choice, and we are now getting ready for Christmas. The Christmas month. So, Katie has got a pretty good selection and collection of Christmas films, and I am cultivating the scary side of Christmas. Some of them will be funny scary, and some will just be just, ooh, what the fuck was that? And I'm very pumped. I'm very pumped for it. So, uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. Oh, I missed something. The music you're listening to right now, that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CD, and where you can find them. Sweetie Pizza, thank you so much for the artwork. So now, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a Christmas film. It may be a scary one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a scary Definitely one. Definitely a scary one. Yeah. But, oh, for this, for Spooky Movie Squad, it will be a Christmas one. So, yeah. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, Guido. We love you. Yeah, thanks, bud. That was really fucking good. Now that's spooky. <laughs>